0: Welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I am happy that you have joined our program for today. I will remind you once again of our website, www.marshillcoc.org. Again, marshillcoc.org. We have a lot of information on that website about our congregation if you have never visited. Um, We also have our service times and uh, other information such as that. We have information about this program. And even greater, we have our contact information. And we do invite you to contact us if you so desire. We would love to hear from you. uh, If there is any way that we can help you, uh, if there is anything that we can do for you, we would love to hear from you, or even just to hear uh, good comments. Uh, we would uh, certainly appreciate those as well. Uh, but you can contact us by mail at 1135 Rucker Road in Christiana, Tennessee. And our address is on that website. Also, our phone number six one five two zero three three six three seven, 615-203-3637. And there is a place at the bottom of that website that you can uh, just from the homepage, that you can send us an email. And uh, again, we would love to hear from you. If you would uh, like to contact us, please feel free and invited even to do so. As we get into our lesson for today, we are continuing our study of the Church of the Bible. We endeavor to be the Church of the Bible. We endeavor to be a part of the Church of of the bible if we are a part of of an organization of any kind that is aside from the bible uh, as far as the church is concerned then it is not the church of the bible and we need to be be able to to just have the mindset of rethinking uh, maybe what we have been taught about church Uh, there have been some that have been taught a, a very flippant view of the church uh, a very non-foundational view of the church um, and things that, that we do not find in Scripture uh, about the way that we worship and the way that we serve God. But we have everything that we need to know in the Bible. And it is important that we take careful regard of the things that we are taught in Scripture. And let us all make sure that we are a part of that we are the church of the Bible. Any other church simply will not do. And so as we look at that, uh, we have looked at the voice of God versus the voice of history. We have compared the two. We have compared the teachings of the world to the teachings of Scripture. And that's kind of what we're doing now. We're going through. Um, a great deal of information that comes from the Scripture, things that we are taught about the church of the Bible. And we try to match these up with the church that we are a part of. And if they do not match, if something is amiss, I hope that you would question it, not just within your own heart, but also question it with um, maybe the leaders around you, The leaders of of the congregation in which you worship and serve, talk to them about it. And if your church is not a church of the Bible, then I would encourage you to contact a church that is the church of the Bible. Or even ask questions. And you can ask them of me. You can contact a, a church of Christ in your area if you find that these things are true. I pray that your heart is opened to what the Bible says, to what the Bible teaches. Only follow the things that are taught in the Bible regarding the church of Jesus Christ. Before we get into our study for today, let us bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the many blessings that you have given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together, for the ability that we have been given to study your word together. And we pray that we would do so again with an open mind and open heart to the things that you teach us in your word. We recognize more so than than anything else that you have given us your will in Scripture. And we have those scriptures before us so that we can be obedient. Help us to be obedient servants in every way possible. Help us to remain faithful to you throughout our lives so that we might receive the reward that is promised us in the end. We are thankful for the one whom you gave to die on the cross for our sins. We are thankful for your Son. We are thankful for the blessings that come through him. We are thankful for the blood that he shed so that we might be forgiven of our sins. Do forgive us. Guide us throughout our lives. Through your word, help us to to do those things that you have set aside for your children to do. Help us to be the people that you want us to be, to be the church that you want us to be. We thank you for all of your blessings. It is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As we get into our study, we return to our former point, its founder. We are looking again at the church of the Bible. And as we look at the church of the Bible, we find that we are taught about its founder. You might go uh, to a business or a place, especially one that is of some historical significance. And, and you might find on that building uh, uh, maybe a list of names or maybe one name in particular that is the founder of that business or that organization. Um, we see all kinds of buildings and all kinds of different plaques, and and all kinds of attribution to those who have begun this, uh, whatever it might be. And even churches, we find those who uh, have been influential in starting those churches. Although I've also found uh, in different places, uh, one congregation in particular that is close to us, there is a plaque on the building that says this church was established in A.D. 33. And it's going back to the uh, approximate time, the approximate establishment of the church on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 as we read about it in the Bible. You might find uh, uh, any kind of recognition in going to the history of a church. Of its founder and we looked at several different denominations and and how they are founded by men such as Martin Luther, Henry VIII, John Calvin, John Smith, John Wesley, Joseph Smith. Uh, We have a, a list of people who have started denominational churches that have started these denominations in various places Around the world. And at different times. In history. Uh, We have the, the Roman Catholic Church. That traces its history back to 606 AD. Although the church was established much earlier. The Roman Catholic Church. Contrary to popular belief. Is not the original church. And. As we look at scripture and as we compare that to this denomination, we find that it is also not the church of the Bible. And we do not say these things in a mean-spirited kind of way. We do not say them because we want to, um, to be offensive by any means to any of those that are a part of these organizations. We're just stating the simple fact that when you compare the Bible to the teachings and the practices of these churches, we find that these cannot be the church of the Bible because they do not follow the authority of the Bible. They do not honor the authority of God in the way that they should. We, as members of the Church of Christ, we do not seek to be uh, a denomination. We do not want to be a, a denomination. We do not want to be like the rest of the world. We simply want to go back to the Bible and do things in Bible ways and speak things in the way that the Bible has spoken them. We have history and we can compare history and even what is in our present to what is in the Bible. And if it does not coincide with what is in the Bible, then we need to make some changes in our own lives. And maybe even in churches. I've heard of denominational churches that have turned away from their error and become churches of the New Testament. And so that's the kind of of idea that we have with this study. We've looked at the founder of the church. It is not any of these men that we read of in history who have founded denominations. But the founder of the church of the Bible is Christ. The founder of the church of the Bible is Christ. We have already looked so far at the fact that he is the purchaser of his church. He purchased it with his own blood. And so he has purchased us to be his bride, to be his church, to be his people. And so as we look at the founder of the church, we see that its purchaser is Christ. He is also the builder Of his church, as according to Matthew 16 and verse 18, where he promised to build his church. And we're also going to look at that uh, a little bit later on. We'll go back to that scripture. And we see that he is the builder of his church. And certainly that is the case. It's not built upon men, it is not built upon any man in any part of history. It is not built upon anyone other <clears throat> excuse me than Christ we also have read that he is the head of his church. Jesus Christ is the head of his church and we come to uh, the point in our lesson where we are going to speak of Christ as the lawgiver and also as the Savior of the body. Let's look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. When we read of the establishment of the church, we read of that in the book of Acts chapter 2. We read that the apostles, they They were waiting, just as they were supposed to, for the coming of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit did come upon them. And we see in Acts chapter 2 that Peter is speaking what we might refer to as the first gospel sermon. It is the first sermon that we have in Scripture that really uh, gives the gospel message. The gospel message of Jesus Christ, of him being crucified, of him dying for our sins. And the gospel message includes what we are to do to be in Christ. We come to Acts chapter 2 and verse 36 and we read this. We come to a point now in this sermon where Peter is going to turn his attention to Jesus the Christ. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified. As we look at Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, those present in Jerusalem, they included those who had put Jesus to death, his own people, the Jews, they had him put to death, and so they were present, and Peter, speaking to them, says, "Let all the house of Israel know assuredly the Jews, let the Jews know assuredly that God has made this Jesus." whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Both Lord and Christ. And, of course, we have what is said after that. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. He goes on to tell them, be saved from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word, according to verse 41, were baptized. And it says that that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Jesus is the lawgiver. He is Lord and Christ. He is the supreme lawgiver. And we have what is given through Jesus Christ, through his apostles, just as it was promised. Uh, Just as they were promised to be given the keys of the kingdom, so they were. And so they taught exactly what needed to be done in order for not just the Jews, but for us today to be saved. Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. For the forgiveness of sins. We are baptized, we repent, and we are baptized. All these are because of our faith, because we have heard and believed. We follow, we do exactly what we are told in order to become members of this church. Those who were baptized on the day of Pentecost were added to that number, 3,000 souls. And so we are added to that number today when we are obedient to the Lord's commands. He is Lord in Christ. He is lawgiver in in regard to his church, in regard to to the law that is given. It is not given of man. It is not for man to determine based upon uh, the events of uh, maybe our current events, the things that are happening in our world. They don't base their decisions on that. We're not to base our decisions on what is happening in the world because the decisions have already been made by the supreme lawgiver, by Jesus Christ. God gave Jesus the authority, just as in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus stresses that point. All authority, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Matthew 28 and verse 18. And so he has final authority in every decision that is made regarding his church. Well, how does he do that? If if he doesn't speak directly to us, how, how do we know what is the will of God? We have it in the Bible. We have it in the, the law of the New Testament. In the gospel, we have everything that we need in order to be faithful Christians, all right here in the Bible. And certainly don't let anyone else tell you that that you cannot understand the Bible. Certainly you can. We can all understand the Bible if we take the time to read it and to apply it to our lives. Let's look at one final mark in in this section. And it's founder being Christ. He is the savior of his body. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 5 for a moment. Ephesians chapter 5. and Let's look once again at verse 23. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 23. Again we have. In Ephesians chapter 5, the comparison of marriage to the church and vice versa, the church to marriage. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, as we as Christians are submissive to the will of God. Wives are submissive to the will of the husbands. And it would be wrong for the husbands not to take into account the opinions and the thoughts of his wife. But she is submissive to the final decision, to him being the head of the home. And it says exactly that. This is the pattern. This is the structure of the family as given by God. And it is also the structure of the church. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, we looked at that uh, last week. He is the founder of his church, he is the head of his church, not some conference, not a group of men, not a group of anyone, not a group at all. The head of the church is Christ, and notice what it says after that that he is the savior of the body. He is the savior of the body in verse 24. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. We as the church are submissive to the will of God, to the will of Christ. He is the establisher, the founder of his church, and so we follow his leadings. And he leads us in the authority of the scriptures. He is also referred to as the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. John 1 1. Well, Jesus is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. This gives us reason that Jesus is the head of the church, that he is the founder of his church. He is the Savior of the body. Think of it this way. If we did not have Jesus, where would we be? Even going back to the Old Testament, we find that all the sacrifices, all the animal sacrifices in the world couldn't take away sin. And that is stated later on in in the book of Hebrews. But they do. They did provide forgiveness when we find the connection of them to the shed blood of Jesus, who was the perfect sacrifice. Had Jesus not been sacrificed, then those sacrifices that were made even in the Old Testament, would have been worthless because they all look forward to the perfect pattern that is given by God in Scripture that Jesus Christ should die for the sins of the world. The blood flows backwards and forwards, as I've often heard it. It flows backward to those in the Old Testament, to those who walk by faith, to the will of God, according to the will of God, even then the blood flows back to them, to those who are faithful, and it covers them, it covers their sins and they are provided forgiveness through the blood of Christ. Well, it also flows forward to those who come after Jesus Christ. To those who come after his time on earth, those who come after his crucifixion, his death, burial, and resurrection, now it covers those in the church, in the establishment of the church, Acts chapter 2, and it flows forward and covers us even today. If we obey. The word of God. If we obey the will of God, the will of God being given through the apostles, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. It flows to them and it flows to all those in the book of Acts who were converted. To Christianity. Whether they be Jews. Or whether they be Gentiles. The blood covers them. And it covers all. Obedient souls. Even. Till now. So that now. If you were not a Christian. If you obey the will of God. If you are. uh, If you do believe. If you have heard the word of God. And you have. If you believe the word of God, if you believe the will of God, then you also must be obedient. You repent. You confess Jesus Christ as the son of the living God. And you are baptized for the remission of your sins. And doing that, being obedient, you are in Christ. You are a child of the kingdom. And now it is up to you to live a faithful life. I pray that you're doing that. If you've not become a Christian, please, I would encourage you, study your your Bible. Study the Word of God more so that you know what is necessary for you to be in Christ. Because outside of Christ, outside of His church, we're not faithful. You were lost. We do not want you. To go through life. And be lost. I would hope and pray. That you would submit yourselves. To the will. Of God. That's all we have time for today. Uh, and I leave you with, with one question here. As far as the, the founder. Of the church being Christ. The purchaser. The builder the head, the lawgiver, and the savior of the body. Did Jesus Christ establish your church? Do these marks fit what you have been taught about your church? And if not, if you have questions, feel free to ask. If there is some way that we can help you, please let us know. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for spending this time with me in God's Word. And I look forward to to doing this again next week, Lord willing. as together we open up the scriptures once again. And Tuesday, 11 a.m., I hope to be here. And I hope that you'll be back with me as well. But Until we meet again, may God continue to bless you.